I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back, guys. 205DGS. KMOX attorney Brad Young joins us. Hey, Brad. Dave, good afternoon, sir. I don't know if you heard the beginning uh, or a couple of segments ago, I did a little takedown of Menendez. And I want to see if you agree with me. And my basic point was, uh, yes, uh, Senator, you get to defend yourself. You are entitled to due process. You are entitled to the presumption of innocence by the court. But I hate when people that have a mound of evidence against them try to play the victim card and try to play the public and they talk about the court of public opinion as if it's the Salem witch trials. I mean, we get we don't have to check our brain at the door because of the Constitution. Yes. We get to look at the accusations against the Idaho killer or O.J. Simpson or Bob Menendez and make our own judgments, have our own opinions, share them, talk about them. And he gets to go to trial. But I was just pointing out the same way that people confuse the First Amendment with a private right as opposed to the, the, the government not being able to shut down your speech. Do you, do you feel at all what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Exactly. We, we have the right to discuss all of these issues. And and part of it also, I think, is disingenuous is is that uh, Senator Menendez has hinted that this may be about race. And to me, there there is so much uh, there is a lot of racial discrimination in our country today. And to say otherwise, I think, is disingenuous. But to, to say that something is race based when it's not, uh, to me, degrades the other legitimate issues where people are being discriminated against based on race completely uh okay so let's talk a little bit about what he's accused of and so far what the evidence looks like well the the evidence is overwhelming and and anyone has who's read anything about this online will see that his u.s senate uh it's not a jacket really it's more like a well john fetterman would call it a hoodie without a hood but Hmm. you know it's just a it's just kind of a jacket. It was stuffed with cash and the envelope said Senator Menendez on it. Uh, and the, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. They, they literally had typed on the envelopes, Senator Menendez and inside was cash and uh, gold bars were found at his house. And the, the FBI released that the gold bars literally had his fingerprints on them. They tested it, had his DNA and had the fingerprints and the DNA of the agent for the uh, Egyptian government who turned it over to him. And there's photographs. The The evidence here is is literally overwhelming. There was a, a brand new Mercedes convertible was given to his wife who, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure where she's from, but wherever it is, I'm sure she was raised in a trailer, if you've seen her, and um, uh, wherever that might be. 
and yet that that evidence here shows uh, it's all in a 39 page, a page indictment. There's three main charges and uh, he's up for a legal battle. But, you know, he's done this before uh, in 2017. He was up on the same type of bribery charges and he beat those in New Jersey. And I think he's saying uh, in this time he's going to do it again. So what kind of uh, time is he looking at if he's convicted? And I I, I bet every penny I have that he reaches a plea deal. Well, you know, he might. But see, here's the here's the thing. Well, first of all, let me answer your first question. He's facing 45 years in prison if convicted on all these charges. I think he's 69 years old. Uh, So uh, obviously there's the opportunity here for him to to pass away in prison. But here's what's interesting. In 2017, and I haven't seen this discussed anywhere in the news, but the U.S. Supreme Court in a unanimous decision, I mean, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg signed in on this opinion. It was a unanimous opinion that narrowed all of these bribery statutes, and it narrowed them in terms of doing official acts of Congress or official acts as an elected official. So in this case of McDonald versus the United States, the, the court held that you know things like making phone calls, setting up a meeting, talking to other officials, showing up at an event, none of those are official duties. So if you're paid gold bars and wads of cash for doing that, uh, it doesn't necessarily violate the bribery statutes. So that's the legal hurdle that prosecutors are going to have to overcome. Okay. Brad, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thanks as always. Well, well you're welcome. And I, I guess I, the only thing I would add in closing is that there's no rumor to the idea that uh, Senator Menendez is going to play the villain in the next movie, a James Bond movie, Goldfinger. No rumor. That's There's no truth to that. <laughs> thank you, Brad. <laughs> He's, my pleasure. He's got the jokes. <laughs> got the jokes. He's got them on note cards. Lined up. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that's that's all we need to talk about that today, right? I mean, it is what it is. It just makes me mad. <laughs> all of it. it it's just it's it encapsulates everything that's happening right now, right? I just get tired of being treated like I'm stupid, yep. and that's what all these politicians yeah. do: yep. is they do bad it. things, they get caught, and then they act like you're an idiot for noticing. Mm-hmm. I, I I gotta say though, I really love an incompetent criminal. Like they they're <laughs> oh. so they're so good to me. Like I, know. I was really rolling when he's like, "Well, it was in a like, big uh, it was in a big sack foot with a dollar sign and <laughs> Senator Menendez eyes like only on it." Like it's just so it's good. in your house. Like you, it, somebody's gonna give you gold bars and you're not gonna be like, "Well, I better keep this somewhere. It's not gonna get found." I guess just hubris, right? Just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's Googling, will gold bars melt in the car ride home if they're in the sun? Like, it's, just, well, it's so funny. It, ma- it makes you wonder, like, what other senators did he know who were getting away with stuff like this oh. to make him think, like, oh, well, this kind of stuff is fine. Not to blame it on other people, but it kind of makes you think maybe he observed this kind of behavior and dealings in others and thought, oh, that's yeah. just the way we do it. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he should drop some names then. Uh, oh, I had a, I had a weird moment last night. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, still haven't watched Aliens 2 all the way through. I've seen the whole movie in bits and pieces. Uh, and I knew this happened in the movie, 
but I hadn't really seen it happen. Mm-hmm. And so there's a part, uh, not even a spoiler alert because it's like a 30-year-old movie, but there's that part at the very end when Ripley and the little girl are running away from the from the big queen alien and they take an elevator up mm-hmm. and the, the uh, alien gets in the elevator and takes it up. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? This is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. Like an alien knows how to operate an elevator. Like, they built spaceships. <laughs> it wasn't like it was a goat or something. And then, so, yeah, I was completely judgmental and then chastened myself immediately. <laughs> like, you're the dumb one because this is an alien intelligence that can build interstellar spacecraft. Did, did it waiting. build it? Or were they cast away on it as a way to get rid of them? They built them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> so they didn't. I don't want to go into the lore of the alien movies. No, here. please, <laughs> please do. Uh, okay, Let's so go. Educate us. Expert the, mode. The the alien uh, uh, villain in Aliens did not actually create anything. It was like sort of an architect species. So maybe I'm Prometheus. Films. Maybe I was correct the first time. You were correct yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah. should be able to operate an elevator. They, should not. they yeah. are they are more just like uh, uh, wild. Predators. Like if you gave them a sippy cup, they wouldn't know what to do with it. It'd be like yeah. putting a tiger in there. Okay. Yeah. Aliens waiting on the elevator, tapping his foot. Oh, yeah. Taking forever. Clicking oh, the button I was over and over myself. again. I was, by my, I was watching it by myself, and when the door opened and the alien came out, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I bet there's something in there, though, that's supposed to be symbolic, like it learned, or it's, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, maybe. I never found him that scary. I'm sure the first time the, the little mouth came out, the little mouth came out, the little mouth, I was like, ah! <laughs> but since then, it's like, okay. You know, it's a good movie. I even have this on my sheet. Prey, P-R-E-Y, which is the latest Predator movie. And to me, there's Predator, classic. Predator 2 with Danny Glover, not bad. Everyone since then has sucked. But this one is the very first Predator to visit Earth in 1719. Oh, it's I haven't seen that one. It's I think you're going to dig it. Really? Yeah, really great it's- cinematography. And he fights the Plains uh, uh, Native Americans and the French fur traders. Okay. And it's pretty interesting. Pretty good. Pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good warrior. I have another observation. I understand that there are people who are good at things and people who are not good at things. But when Culver's and QT and Chick-fil-A exist, where in my experience they get it right every single time, and everyone they hired is a great job, and the food is great, and the service is great, and it's always clean, why can't everyone do that? Hmm. If they can do it, Burger King, I'm looking at you. McDonald's looking your way. If they can do it, why can't you do it? Well, I'm sure they don't want to spend the money that it takes to run an operation like that. I know I know that QT uh, it, it pays their people really well, and they have lots of incentives to move up in the company, and it's just like a really great organization. And if I'm wrong on that, you can email me, and I'm willing to listen yeah. to anybody's story. But just from the people I've known that have worked there, like it seems like a pretty... They, they just have it on lock. I think it's just easier to go, we're going national. Let's open as many locations as we possibly can and not keep track of what's going on. So, mm. you know, that's how you get a, a terrible Taco Bell. Yeah. Or- I, I, I mean, they probably I, leave money on the table doing it the way they do. Like, they yeah. probably get less profit. Maybe I'm saying it incorrectly. As opposed to expecting everyone to rise to that level, I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe I feel a little better because I do tend to think everything's stupid and everything sucks, that it does make me feel good to go to a place like that and go, oh, 
Not every not everyone does suck. Mm-hmm. You seem to be doing quite a Good nice reminder. job here, Mr. Culver's. Yeah. Right? I, I learned this weekend that Chick-fil-A apparently between 10 and 10 30. I'm probably just repeating fake news here. So I, have, <laughs> I apologize if I'm wrong. But I heard that they closed the restaurant between 10 and 10 30 a.m. Uh, like between breakfast and lunch, basically, to clean and to get back on track. They could stay open that half hour, but they use it to kind of reset and get back in the zone. Hmm. So that definitely helps. And I'm sure just most businesses are not willing to to take that financial hit and do that. Yeah, I think you need to have sort of a built-from-the-ground-up culture that supports that kind of thing. And I think, yeah, I just I just think most places don't. I don't know if it's like a profit thing. I mean, Rachel's probably right where... A half an hour every day at every location probably adds up to a couple million a mm-hmm. year. I mean, they're closed on Sunday, for goodness sake. Yeah. yeah. Must be 222 DGS. Rush always reminds me of Skip Weber, who will be here at 4 with the Sweet 16. I like the Sweet 16. It's the Sweet 16 of the worst, most painful everyday injuries. <laughs> I've got like 12. Got I've got so many of them. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... Rates the Kardashians are a sponsor of the show. <laughs> I was listening. And well, this is going to make me sound like an egomaniac, but I was listening to the Dave Glover show podcast earlier today. It just popped up after my, I hear it's good. my usual morning podcast. And I was listening to an old episode, the one about Texas Pete, where uh, wheels and I were <laughs> arguing about whether or not you should sue about Texas Pete for some <laughs> reason was in my queue and listening to the segment. Cause it was a good, Good segment, good show. And then it cuts to this Kardashians commercial and Courtney's like, Kim, you're hurting my feelings. <laughs> Kim's like, you're hurting my feelings. Like, I don't know, just the juxtaposition of our show and yeah. the Kardashians really made me laugh for some reason. Um, okay, that leads me somewhere I wanted to go. There's a new show on Bravo called The Villains. Have you seen this? I am familiar with it, but I haven't seen any it's like commercials Emma for Rosa it. It's like Amarosa and Jax and like all the okay. bad guys from reality TV are all in one house. And who's going to come? Who's the biggest villain? It's like I look at that and I get angry and I think the people who produce that are evil and it is trash and it's burning down society. But I'm sure a lot of the stuff I consume Someone would look at, like, you love Jackass. Nick loves Jackass. I'm sure there's a lot of my, like, if you came to my stand-up, you'd be like, what a waste of humanity. So is it just (laughs) to each their own, or is there any sort of, like, yeah, this really shouldn't exist. It really is bad for society. I think it can be bad for society overall, but then you can also realize that similar to, you know, people who are able to fight on the Internet and it doesn't hurt them, some people are just able to shift into a different gear. So for reality TV, you notice the chaos of that and it doesn't bother you for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally valid. Yeah, I think it's totally valid to be not bothered by it and totally valid to be disturbed by it and think that it's it's bad. I, I don't think it's a one size fits all. This is great programming for everyone, but I don't I also don't think that it's like you use the word evil. I don't I don't see it as evil. I mm-hmm. just see it as definitely stressful for some people out there. Yeah. And you shouldn't consume it if you get stressed out yeah. by that kind of stuff. You know how quite often in the show I'll say like, oh, I missed out on the whole like video game era. And I did. But I was reminded just today by two different TikToks of how into a couple of games I I was. In television. Oh yeah. Which really dates the best. me. Uh, I was better in television baseball than Ozzie Smith is a real baseball. <laughs> like, oh my God, I loved that game. It was just so, like, 
Yep. Remember two, that? Two-dimensional. And in law school, we had a standing game, an arcade game called Track and Field. Oh, yeah. With the rollerball? Yes. Oh, I was so fast. Oh, man, we played that <laughs> incessantly while we weren't studying. Uh, I used to love the javelin throw one. Me too, brother. That was the best. Are those, okay. So you were playing that while you were in track and field. You were also playing the track and field well, video no, game. Say, is this what you meant when you always told us you were in track and field? Track scholarship. No, but you know what made me really good at that game is being a drummer. Because there oh. were there are two buttons that made you run, and you I was go, like, tap them really fast. Yeah, yeah. No, that was just the way we wasted time when we should have been yep. eating Fair. Landshire sandwiches yep. out of a machine <laughs> and playing track and field. That was our uh, was it? I don't know how old I was ten, whatever. Post bowling video game time at the arcade at the bowling alley. <laughs> it was awesome. You know what else I remember when I first got something on my phone was the Yeti hitting the penguin with a big club. The penguin would fall, yep. and the Yeti would hit it, and you'd have to hit it just the right distance, sort of like analytics in baseball today. I don't remember I was, that. I was pretty into that one as well. Yeah. Poor penguin. Can you play those now? Like, is there a way for me to go out and buy? Oh, yeah. Like the old, the old video arcade systems? Yeah. They oh, have yeah. them now where you buy them, and they've got a hundred of those games on one machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can buy an that actual... That would improve my life more than I'd like to admit. Oh, it's so can, good. You can buy the actual classic machines, too. They're just, you know, they're pretty expensive because you have to buy basically a full, you know... Yeah, it's a piece unit. of furniture. Let yeah. me let me uh, get some sympathy here, okay? For anyone who thinks that, wow, Dave, I bet that guy's a Capitol Grill every night. He's out there sure, whining and then dining. Here's my reminders for tonight. <laughs> Swear to God, I, I'll show them to you. Get a Powerball ticket, play Mario Golf, mm. watch that movie Andrew said on Hulu. <laughs> Which one? That's the no one there's, will save you? There's my night. Yeah, and I actually found out last night after I watched that movie that texting a bunch of your friends just the words, no one will save you, uh, it's a little unsettling because they don't know what the movie is. That's like one time I did a reminder. I was one of, one of my philosophic moves. I was thinking like, wow, everyone dies. Everyone dies eventually. And I said... <laughs> At 8 a.m., remind me everyone. No, I said, remind me that at 8 a.m., everyone dies. <laughs> and then I, for real, was waiting for like. Good thing nobody got your phone. The FBI to <laughs> pull me over. Jay <laughs> Greenberg will show up. Knock, Siri, knock, remind knock. me they will pay. Welcome back, guys. DGS and Camelwax. We have Kevin Limp, who is the CEO of Four Hands, and Tim Parker, of course. From City SC, they have uh, collaborated to create the Parker Pilsner. Very nice to meet you guys. Congratulations again, Tim, on the air. Thank you. On all the great success. Thank you. And we're just talking about, I said, I didn't want it to be offensive. And he said, like, it's not shocking your success. It's a bit surprised. He's like, eh, it's a little shocking. <laughs> it's a little shocking. Yeah. You know, I mean, just to come out of the gate like that. So just talk to me. Talk to me about this experience. You said you're from New York. And uh, and you knew some of the history of, of St. Louis and soccer, but didn't realize how far back the roots went, right? Yeah, didn't know how far back the roots went and didn't realize how kind of stir-crazy the city was yeah, for a soccer team and um, how welcoming they've been to have one. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's been, a, it's been awesome to play here. I mean, I think we've gotten the support of the city very fast, which is um, – not shocking to say in, in a small feat just because the city has that soccer history, like you said, but also 
uh, I think our success tied a little bit to that, yeah. too. And there are sometimes, uh, I have to believe, some of the cities, soccer's new to them. And so they're all going crazy. I don't even know why they're going crazy. St. Louis knows why they're going crazy. They understand the game. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of, uh, yeah, the fans, like you said, they know the game. So there's a little bit more of critique going around than yeah. usual. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of the other expansion teams, you know, hadn't had really a history of soccer like St. Louis has. So you said some of your buddies around the league come here and they're like, damn. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they're super shocked by the, the, the stadium, the sellout crowds. You know, a lot of people comment on our fan section and how uh, rowdy they are the whole game. But, yeah, you know, they just say, like, what a cool situation you have going on here. And, uh, like I said, apart from the success, the the organization, the fans, the city, everyone's yeah. kind of gotten around it. So I'm always intrigued by this. So I'm 59. Kevin's in his early 50s. We both played college sports, but we all played everything growing up. Like one day you'd like put the basketball down to grab a football, right? Did you grow up that way or was it all just soccer 24-7? No, I grew up the same way. Oh, that's so I cool. Played, I played a combination of a bunch of sports uh, growing up. Um, and then all the way through high school, I played uh, soccer and lacrosse basically. So it wasn't until I graduated high school to when I put my lacrosse stick down. Yeah, very cool. Um, Kevin, we all know forehands, uh, but for those uninitiated out there, tell us about forehands and specifically tell us how this collaboration came about. Yeah, so forehands Brewing Company, uh, we were established in 2011. Uh, home base is downtown in LaSalle Park. That's our production brewery. Um, just this month, we opened up a second location in Chesterfield in the district, which we're super excited about. We actually have an event out there October 1st where Tim's going to be at and signing autographs and maybe pouring some beer. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so Parker Pilsner really kind of came up with an initial meeting that we had really not that long ago. I mean, this project happened really quickly. Maybe like three, four months ago, Tim came to the brewery, sat down, kind of talked about what Tim was really looking for. Within the beer. I mean, yeah. Tim, was, he's been super hands-on during this process. It's been a ton of fun. Um, sat down, had a meeting, kind of went over some notes of what we wanted the beer to look like. Mm -hmm. Tim came back in. We did a hop exercise, and he <laughs> to put his nose in, you know, like 14 yeah. different type of hops. Shows Amarillo as the dry hop. Probably two weeks later, he shows up. He puts on some boots, and he's on the brew deck <laughs> brewing the beer. That's cool. And uh, about four weeks after that, we're putting it in a can. So speaking of, like, with forehands, I mean, I can remember when the whole craft brewery thing started, microbreweries and all that kind of thing. What an evolution you've been through. Like, just the, the expansion of this business. Yeah, it's been wild and super grateful and still having a ton of fun. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we started as a brewery. Then about six years ago, we opened up 1220 Spirits, which is our sister brand, uh, botanically inspired, canned cocktails, gin, Amaro aperitif. Two years ago, we launched Withered Oak which is our brown good portfolio, so all aged spirit, five-year bourbon, five-year rye. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, like, I don't know, the key's just staying inspired. Yeah, having fun, passion. Yeah, yeah that's same right. Thing. I'm going into my 24th year, and I uh, read an article the other day, and it called me PM Drive Veteran, and I'm veteran. <laughs> like, I feel like I just started doing it. I mean, that's, that's when you really love something, that's how it feels. You don't dread it. Uh, Tim, I've never been able to ask someone of your... Uh, level this question why is it that we have such a hard time competing with other parts of the world like world cup and such because guys like you great athletes and great training uh why do they always seem to be a couple steps ahead of us yeah i think um mainly because soccer is the main sport everywhere else you know i think a lot of our best athletes don't necessarily play soccer here in the states um but yeah and then i also think it's the passion 
like you said, kind of a little bit of that. And then the, the critique. Uh, a lot of other countries are very, very harsh on their players. And I think that that raises the level a little Interesting. bit. And I think it's something that, yes, we do as Americans, we're, we're critical, but it's just a little bit of a different learning curve for us when we grow up. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of it's just cultural too, right? I mean, it's everything in one place. And here it's hard to say that one thing is everything. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. the NFL is the big dog in sports, but you have the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, MLS, Major League Baseball. College sports are massive. Like you don't have the one draw, but if you go to Argentina, what's the big sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's one answer. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things, too, where if you went to Argentina and you asked the kid on the street what he wants to be when he's older, it's probably, I want to be like Messi, right? Mm. And where here it could be, you get a <laughs> yeah. thousand different answers. It yeah. could be, I want to be like Patrick Mahomes. I want to be like Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. I want to be... You know, Adam Wainwright, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I communicate through analogies. So I'm I'm also a very mediocre musician, and uh, but I've been playing in bands forever. And I look at Jimmy Griffin, who's the local rock star who plays in my band, and I see what he's doing, but I don't understand it. When you watch Messi or Ronaldo, one of these guys, and they do something crazy, do you go, I see what he did. I can't do it, but I see what he did. Or is it like, I don't know what the hell this guy's doing? Uh. F- on the on the instance of Messi, it's no. I don't think anyone understands how good he is. Um, you're kind of seeing it, obviously, now that he's been in the MLS for a little bit now. But uh, it's just a different level, you know, of his his kind of understanding for the game, his his way of creating space and making others around him better. It's yeah. just crazy. A great story. Terry Yank is a former St. Louis Blue, good buddy of mine, and he was a rookie when he played against Gretzky, and he put Gretzky into the corner. And he said that Gretzky turned around and he said, take it easy, son. <laughs> and I always think about that. Like, you play it, like, if you have to mark a guy like that, like, do you go aggressive? Do you, you know? Well, we've seen people try, right? I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. was talking, our boss, Steve Moore, is a soccer coach. I mean, he's totally into it. He's describing to me how they're just trying to beat him up, and it's still not working. Yeah, I mean, he, he if you ever watch Messi, he spends, like, the first 10 minutes of the game just, like, walking around yeah. and analyzing the game. Yeah. And people think he's being lazy. But Which he's we just, used to get yelled at for. Yeah, but, but he's, he's, he's actually just analyzing the game and seeing how he can break it down. Yeah. And then, yeah, people are kicking him, but it's it's tough to kind of do that every time you get near him. So Kev is a baseball guy. He played college baseball. He's covered it for almost 30 years. And it's changed with all the analytics and all the velocity, this and that. And I know that soccer's changed. You guys are bigger and stronger and faster. But has the game changed much as far as just the strategies and such? Yeah, yeah, I think the league, even the MLS has changed quite a bit. You know, I think um, if you look at when I first came in the league almost nine years ago, it, it's it's gotten way better. It's gotten more technical. It's gotten way more tactical. And then, yeah, there's always the science side of it too. Like they manage a lot of our bodies now uh, a lot better than they did. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, when I was growing up, we didn't have any of this stuff. So it was like, you know, you used to play whatever, three, four games a weekend now Kids aren't really doing that anymore. Yeah. So uh, things have definitely changed. Yeah, I saw our leading sprinter. <clears throat> I was a track guy. I saw our leading sprinter, and he was at the, the Prefontaine Games, and he was talking about the upcoming Olympics, and he said, it's all about sleep. He goes, I'm fast, and I'm trained. I need to get more sleep. And I was fascinated by that. Like, wow. The, the difference between a gold medal and a bronze could be how much sleep you get. Yeah, I mean, the— the kind of resources now in order to track your sleep, track your recovery stuff, um, all of that goes a far way. Yeah. Where do you guys stand now as far as getting the next step through in the league into the playoffs and such? 
Yeah, so we're sitting in first place right now. Uh, we play Kansas City home this weekend, which is a big game for us. Um, but yeah, there's three games left. So for us, it's kind of obviously just maximizing the points that we can get to try to lock up a home playoff game. But at the same time, it's uh, what I've been trying to stress is just getting into a rhythm, yeah. getting into a rhythm right now. Because come playoff time, it's not about necessarily winning. I mean, it is about winning, but it's also about getting into a rhythm as a group. Yeah. I've not met him. I love your coach. <laughs> I love your coach. He just seems like a really great blend of hard-ass yet cerebral, you know, like he really seems to have the recipe. Yeah, he does. And uh, he's a good He's good in many assets too. Like he, uh, he's a good player manager, which I think is really important for us. At uh, just being how young we are yeah. too, so he has to manage a lot of personalities and <laughs> some young guys. You know, yeah. uh, I help out a little bit with that, but yeah. And I think he he also sees a lot. Of, he sees a lot. You know, I mean, he's been in the league a little while too, so he understands how to get results here too. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Tim Parker and uh, and talking to Kevin from Forehands, Kevin. Uh, Glad you finished this up because we're here to talk about uh, this beer and what's going on, this function. So take it over. Yeah, so uh, Tim's going to be at our Chesterfield location in the district October 1st, Sunday, uh, 1 to 4. It should be fun, ton of fun. We've got it's a brand new location for us, pretty big inside, super expansive outside. The event's going to be both inside and outside. Um, Tim will be doing some autographs. He's going to do a little Q&A, <laughs> maybe nice. pour you a pint. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a ton of Parker Pilsner there for it. Yeah. Congratulations to, to both of you, Tim. Good luck and uh, continued success with City. Oh, thank you guys very much. Thanks, everybody. 251 DGS. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Both really nice guys. Mm-hmm. Tim, for anyone out there who's a City SC fan, Tim's super cool. Really, really down-to-earth cool guy. Do you see that we sampled an asteroid? Yeah. yeah. And landed it in Utah? Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting pretty cool. <laughs> Crazy. And it's from, like, the beginning of our solar system. Crazy. Yeah. Very neat. And 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 the same week, we invented the razor that shaves your back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Science is accelerating at an right? incredible rate. We invented the right? stick with tape. Right. Do you feel me? <laughs> yeah. It took until 2023 to do two things, sample an asteroid and return it to Earth and shave your back with a stick. <laughs> We're, a, we're a pretty cool animal, aren't we? How do they get it from the asteroid, right? Like, <laughs> I'm glad you said roid. I thought he was on the shavers. I, like, I, I yeah. swear to God. I was like, I guess Andrew, you have to have long arms. How long is the stick? How long can he get? <laughs> I mean, your arms go both is ways. It, yeah, is it a, is it a telescopic? Just... Is it... But is this like, so an asteroid isn't like something that's rocketing through space at a million miles. Sure away. is. Okay. Yeah. What did you think it was? I thought it might be one of those things that you see in movies that's just kind of like floating and spinning there. Well, they I, are, but they're like hauling ass yeah, when they're doing it. Yeah. Everything in space is moving. I don't think okay. that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I think everything in space is going, I think the standard is 18,000 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, everything's, oh, all? Yeah, everything's, everything's moving pretty quick. <laughs> okay. Which is what makes it so impressive that we're able to find it, catch it, hit it. Scrape yeah. it and then get out of there and then land it again. Yep. Got to know where it's going to be, when it's going to be there, and then you got to be there. Yeah. And then if you fail at that mission, it's just, oh, billions of dollars down <laughs> right. the drain. <laughs> right. Right. Well, no pressure. And you can't just, like, catch up to it. I mean, if you miss, it's just gone. Mm-hmm. So last week when we lo- when we lost the F-35... 
at the KU game I went to for Parents Weekend, two of them did a flyover. Holy hell. Mm. I mean, most of us have seen a fighter jet flyover. Um, some people have been up in them. That's one thing in my career I've never done. Trish did the Blue Angels. She's like, don't ever, don't ever do it. She's like, oh. just don't ever do it. But I would do it t- tomorrow. I in would a heartbeat. love to do that. Yep. But I was standing there watching it next to a former Marine who was about my age. And he said, uh, he said something. I shook his hand. Thanks for your service. I said, can you imagine one of those bearing down on you. And he goes, trust me, dude. He's like, I've been in combat in Iraq and Afghanistan. And when you hear one of those, it would have been a one of ours past yeah, generation. Yeah. But when you hear one of those, like you've never been happier to hear a sound in your life. I bet. We're badass. Yeah. Right? I can't even, I mean, like, uh, we don't have a reference to it here. Right? I mean, because all of the major big, big, big landmass wars have happened Elsewhere since the Civil War, yeah. right? But when you see the, the videos of World War II and the, the immediate reaction when you hear the planes coming or the sirens going off, I, I just can't even put myself there. Yeah. And especially with these modern ones, like you hear them coming, you're like, oh, no. I remember uh, 2007, Veterans Day, uh, going to the parade, and they had a Blackhawk. And mm-hmm. just walking past it, and I was with producer Tom, and I'm like, dude, can you imagine you're, you're like sitting there and like in a movie, it just rises up from behind a cliff or something. Like I just die. I, I, just, <laughs> I would. You wouldn't even have to shoot me. <laughs> I just, just fall spontaneous over. I'd death. pull my own heart out. <laughs> just <laughs> crazy that people that that happens. Like even now, when you see uh, scenes of Ukraine, I know it's going on. I, I know in my head. But when you see it, and you see a guy pop, 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 pop you're like, oh my god. He's shooting at a guy, and that guy's shooting at him. Mm-hmm. Sounds stupid, but it's just for people who never served, that just seems impossible. You just don't have anything to relate it to. Thank God. Yeah. I yeah. mean, 100%. I can't even, that's why I said I can't even put myself there. I've never been in anything close to that. Yeah. 